Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. It's me, Ann, and my beautiful daughter, Bailey. Hi, everybody. We're excited to bring you another podcast episode from Recharge the Soul, where we get to uplift and help you find your way through this crazy life. Oh my gosh, we've just been, wanted to share with you, we're on a road trip, we're in an RV, and in, in specifically in a Winnebago. She's a beaut. And she's we, really we named she's, her. She's Ruby. <laughs> so Ruby. She's an old gal. She's you know, an old gal. If she was a human, she would, what do you think she'd look like? She'd I think have, she'd have like um, bobby pins in her hair uh-huh. and like she'd have on like an apron that was kind of a little bit torn that would but it was paisley and she makes great pies and she makes great pies she's kind of old-fashioned for yeah. sure for sure that, yeah because it's cozy and we feel good here and we're actually really loving it and um we brought our puppy little bear and bailey was out with uh grizz her stepdad and she opted in for the trip. I'm not quite sure how that happened. How did that happen? Why don't you share um, it? <laughs> well, many, many moons ago, Grizz and I were out having cocktails. Um, and I just threw out the idea that what about if I quit my... Because originally I was going to work this last week and then quit my... I was bartending in Folsom. So I'm going on a month-long trip to Costa Rica. And then afterwards, I don't really know where I want to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I was like, what do you think, Grizz, if I bought you one more round and then I quit my job and mm. came with you guys on the RV trip? And he thought it was a great idea. So <laughs> so she's flying out of Walla Walla, Washington. Which I just saw the airport today <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'll catch a Greyhound. It's the smallest airport I've ever seen. I'm like, what I'm, are they going I think she's going to be fine. And I'm her mom. And, you know, if I didn't feel like she was going to be fine, there'd be no way I'd let her... Hop on a plane in Walla Walla. I just really like saying Walla Walla, Washington. I just like you said it like it. ten times. I probably might say it a couple more times, it's just because okay. it's blame you. yeah, it's great. And so we went running through a beautiful wheat field. There's um, wheat fields all around us, and it's just my we're visiting my husband's brother and his family here in Waitsburg, um, Washington, mm-hmm. and we we gosh we've been trying to keep up with our workouts and doing a really great job um we were actually worked out at a truck stop and i love the workout that we did at the truck stop yeah and then one of um grizz's friends who we were with before his brother um over near the junction of oregon i guess on on, on the columbia river Mm -hmm. he took us on this crazy hike up this mountain my my glutes are still feeling it yeah (laughs) but it was beautiful it was gorgeous the view from the top we were it was in the gorge which is the river the columbia river is the border between oregon northern oregon and washington so it, it was it's just been a really great adventure seeing how people live and how different everybody is yeah. but you know what I really find that it's restoring my faith in people yeah oh totally it, it yeah. really shows you that once you get down to it and you're 
in front of people mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe you guys on the outside look, looks like you guys have completely different interests or different lives. But I mean, at the end of the day, we all share a lot of similarities more than differences, I feel like. I do too. I just yeah, was amazing refreshing. how it is refreshing. I yeah. find it really refreshing. So we'll have to have to share that for another whole podcast because it is interesting how how people even though their lives may look so different like the people that we stayed at their house the first yeah. house was gorgeous on top of the hill surrounded by wineries you know there's the vineyards all around them yeah. and they had a pool and a spa and then we're here now we're camping next to where we're we're in our RV next to a stream up against a hillside with wheat fields all around us on and they're farm. on a farm with baby chickens and yeah. cows and horses and there and she actually said it was her this is her dream life she moved up here from Tucson Arizona and is totally um, works at the prison up here which side note was the prison that lots of serial killers have been at including Ted Bundy apparently so but anyhow that's a whole another side note so yeah. I won't go down that road. Okay. <laughs> we turned Pull into me back. a murder mystery podcast. Pull me back. <laughs> Pull me back. <laughs> and so what we actually wanted to talk about was um, about being single. Because I'm now 60 and I was um, single in my 20s um, up until I was 31. And then I was single again in my early 40s until I was 45. I was single from 39 to 45. And then now I'm, I'm married. But I am really... Um, feel like we need to talk about this subject and Bailey actually was also feeling the urge to talk about this mm-hmm. subject thinking yeah. it was necessary you want to tell just a little bit about your, um we well, we're going, yeah we're going to talk about in this episode basically um being single and mm-hmm. I think that we all have been in that point of our lives and some of us may mm-hmm. still be single or newly single or some of us may be in relationships where you feel like maybe you should be single mm-hmm. or maybe some of you listening are in a great relationship but it took maybe that mm-hmm. time of being single so we're going to kind of talk about like the ins and outs of it um mm-hmm. our experience because I'm I've been single I've been out of a two and a half year relationship for about mm-hmm. seven months now and it was hard it was mm-hmm. my first I think hard breakup mm-hmm. and it took a lot of um having to refine myself again so mm-hmm. and then my mom on the other hand has been mm-hmm. single in points of your life when you people say that maybe you're on a time span or you're running out of time because yeah. of your with, by your, age so yeah so what in my 20s I was engaged a, a couple times but I just something always stopped me from getting getting following through like going all the way down the aisle and actually saying I do and I I'm grateful for that in hindsight because I I was supposed to get married to somebody when I was 24 and I just pulled out um and am totally grateful that I am because I had something nudging at me saying don't do it and so I didn't do it but what happened was I ended up being 31 and people started questioning like what's wrong with you how come you aren't married Mm -hmm. why aren't you know why haven't you found someone yet is something wrong with you and then you start buying into it because I started buying into it because my I didn't really have a strong sense of self um I hadn't healed from all the things that had happened when I was younger and you know had most of us have had you know families that were dysfunctional on some level and so I just hadn't done any any healing around it or enough healing on it where 
my self-love was not enough to say, yeah, I'm really good and I'm just picky and I'm good with that. And who knows if it will happen or when it will happen. But for right now, I'm loving my life. And instead of saying that, I bought in. I bought in. I started going, yeah, why, why am I not married? Maybe I should get married. Like, and started feeling that inner clock ticking away mm-hmm. because I wanted to have children. And, um, and then you start hearing all the good ones are taken you start hearing things like that, like yeah. all the good guys are taken. They're all married, yeah. which is not true because I was not married and I'm a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was I know. Sick. That's the most ridiculous thing I think I ever hear whenever I hear people say that. I'm like, you're ta- yeah. you're telling me that out of how, billions many, how billions. many people are on this planet? I'm billions. like, they're all taken. There's not one left. <laughs> Like, really? <laughs> so. And you go, well, what about me? And you raise your hand. I'm a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not taken. Yeah. So that's proof that there's got to be at least one more. Because I always, I feel like for every Jill, there's a Jack. I love I that. I feel that. I do feel like that. Oh, I really yeah. do. For yeah. every Jill, there's a Jack. So, um, so when my clock started ticking and I started getting a little nervous about that. And then here, actually, literally somebody asked me who I went out on a date with, like, how come you aren't married? It was a guy who I would had just started dating, and I was like, "Well, you're you're I single like, too. Are, yeah, what, you're what are single you too. About? Why are you saying that to me?" <laughs> but instead, but I was, but I, you know, it's so funny how your mind works because I totally bought into that, and so I broke up with a with a bad guy, and my picker, he was cheating on me, and I ended up getting together with somebody the children's dad you know Bailey's dad Hunter's dad Levi's dad so it's all one man and um ended up marrying him and I married him after knowing him now a lot of you guys might not know this but I married him after knowing him I met him in in January and I married him in February so I married him like February I think February 20th you know so I met him January 2nd and um and so i'm grateful i did because i have three amazing kids but you know i would not recommend that for most people um bailey's there what is your tell us what your therapy said therapist she says my therapist told me the other day because i was talking with her about this and she told me from a like an educational standpoint and a psychology standpoint that probably from common sense and common sense but no, a lot of people wouldn't I think this yeah, yeah. I didn't. um but she says you shouldn't even consider an engagement until a year and a half like you right. really don't know somebody until a year and a half of dating them yeah I and I I'm telling you that I was totally swept off my feet I was you know he just came in and I don't want to go into too much detail because I I don't think that's important but I will tell you that I felt my clock was ticking and when he asked me and put a little bit of pressure on me I said yes and he and so we got married and went down that road um with him for almost 10 years and then um got divorced when I was 39 started getting um started dating and I was I remember being super nervous because I hadn't been out dating for a while and I and I was like well I'm just going to practice and I think that's good advice for me I needed to practice because I hadn't been out in the dating world for a long time and guess what guys that's when match.com first came came around first online dating it was brand new people were doing online dating and I thought 
I'm gonna get out there and practice. So I went on coffee dates. And then if I had a friend who, if it wasn't working out that I could call, or that if I felt unsafe, I could call and I could say, hey, um, she would call me in, actually she would call me into the date and, and I would pick up and if I needed to leave and say, oh my gosh, my girlfriend needs, I know this is not, I would, this is not, well, I kind of think it's a, a good idea to do now that I'm. Yeah, me and my friends have done it. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, a safe way to ease out. So anyhow, I practiced dating. It was really a, um, fun. I had a really good time in my 40s. I actually probably had more fun dating in my 40s than I did in my 20s, to tell you honestly. And then the other thing that happened that I, is that I always heard that my kids were baggage. And and I heard this from a wide variety of sources. Like I would hear about that. I'd read little blogs about it. I'd hear that from people. Yeah, well, you have baggage. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Well, then thank you for telling me that up front because you are now off the list. Mm -hmm. If my children are considered baggage, well, then you are now out the door. And because you would, don't even know how fabulous and amazing my kids are and and I'm not just saying that from a mom's perspective I'm saying that as well now my kids are all grown as well and but I'm also saying it because they added so much to my life I was so grateful to have these three people who were my family I mean they were my treasure and then you're saying that my treasure is baggage so I was just like that was like a zero tolerance for me so see if somebody made it past that saying oh you have three kids that's great you know or oh tell me about them then I was like okay well then that's that was a good that was a good sign you know but if they said they were baggage that was a red flag out Mm -hmm. the door out the door out the door you go and so then the the other thing is that um they I would always hear I did do the online dating thing and then I also was not a huge fan of um of dating guys that I met in bars but I met my husband, who I'm married to now, in a total dive bar, total mm-hmm. dive bar. And everybody used to always say, you could never meet a nice guy in a bar. And I was like, I am in the bar, <laughs> and I am there, and I'm a nice person. And I'm a good person. And I'm a really good person. And I'm here. And I'm here. And I'm enjoying myself. And I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> and I'm in the bar. In the bar. And so if I'm there, then I'm for certain that there's another nice person in that bar. Yeah. And so... Um, it's these blanket rules really they don't apply a lot of times you can't you know and attraction is important I know that um, some of some of you go well if I just hang in there and you know just just wait long enough I'll fall in love with him or and I just feel like attraction is super important and you know that's what like for me the online dating thing even though you could talk to somebody for a super long time and then you meet them there's even that spark or there's not that spark. Yeah. There's that intrigue where you want to know them more or there's not. Yeah. So I just think it's super important that you listen to yourself and listen to the red flags. Notice if your picker is broken. If it is, look back at your past history and go, okay, I maybe I haven't always picked the best of guys. And look forward and go, you know, I think I probably need to do a little work around this. Maybe you need therapy. Maybe you're going to do some journaling work. Maybe you're going to come to one of our life-changing retreats so you can do some transformational work. Whatever it is that you need to do 
to fix your, you know, you're like a magnet. Your energy is like a magnet. If you're putting out there who, who and what is coming back, that's your mirror. Thank you.